0: (laughs) we all remember recess growing up in school recess was a time of day where you could have all the conversations that you could not have while in class recess recess is where you had the real conversations and real conversations we're gonna have in each episode of the recess podcast i'm gonna have real conversations explaining students and school i'm david mcguire and i'll be your host it's recess time y'all
1: everybody.
0: Hey, what's going on? What's happening? <laughs> Girl, Six, the Ice cream man. Can't you, you hear the music? You know it. You know, it. this is season three, episode 16 of Recess Podcast. I'm your host, Dave McGuire. I'm back. I promised y'all 16 episodes ago that I was gonna do this. And, and I had to I had to make sure the timing was right, but I got my mm. I, I got three dynamic black educators, black males, black leaders, but more importantly, black fathers. And we about to have a conversation from our perspective about the education of Indianapolis black children. So yeah. I got my boy, Patrick Jones, Brian Deakins, and Marlon Llewellyn. What's up, fellas? What's hey.
2: Hey. Life, brother.
0: What's hey, man, we're we going to have a good show. So if you tuning in, first time listeners, we'd like to welcome you. Many of you are joining mm. us. I appreciate it. Like, share this video, um, share the podcast. Engage with us. We got a comment feature, so definitely jump into those features. And so, if you are tuning in, what I need you to do is hop into those comments. Let us know you in the comments. Uh My boy Marlon, where the where the pink moscato at, man? Show, show him the to be that peach. What peach? You know what Where's, I mean? Where's the there it ah! is? So, 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 so you in the, if you in the comments, man, go, go, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead and hop in. Let us know that you' with us.
2: We're going to jump in. We can't share our secrets. All, we can't share all our secrets. All right, we
0: can't give Marlon. We're going to give Marlon. So look, we're going we to jump in an introdu- introduction. So fellas, we'll, we'll go round robin, just tell them who you are, you know, what you represent. We'll dive into the questions. So I'll start off, Jones, I'm going to start off with you, man. Let, let the folks know who you are. That's perfect, man. Yeah, my name is Patrick Jones. I'm the
3: Senior Vice President of Leadership and Equity at the Mind Trust, which essentially means I oversee the internal and external racial equity work at the organization, um And I'm also uh, affiliated with Melanated Leaders, which is uh, a leadership organization here in Indianapolis, uh, which aims to build a community, build capacity and provide opportunities for candor for leaders of color here in the city. Love
0: it. Love it. Love it. Marlon,
2: let the folks know who you are. Well, Marlon Llewellyn, a.k.a. Mr. L by my parents and everybody who love me. Um, currently, I'm, I'm a program coordinator at Mary University in the Leadership Academy, where we are, our goal or my goal is, is to find the brightest and most talented uh, leaders across this city, uh, train them up, and put them in this ecosystem and go do the work. Love it, love
0: that. it. And last but not least, Brother Brian Dinkins. Let the folks know who you are.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Probably new to a lot of folk. Um, Brian Dinkins. I am currently the district culture and climate coordinator for the Indianapolis Public Schools. Went back home, um, responsibility of helping school leaders to create a culture where we decrease disproportionality, especially with our boys, mm. uh, to increase academic outcomes for our children and just make sure education is fun again.
0: Mm. I love it, I love it. So again, you you heard that background, but let me, let me give y'all, reason why I wanted to do this episode, man. I, I've had the the privilege to en- engage in this work uh, with each of these gentlemen. I consider them like big brothers and mentors and and have gone to them and talked to them. Uh, L, when I was, you know, when I first got out of principal, we was at Tilly together. Jones was was overseeing me and, and helped me get into the leadership. And, and me, me and Dinkins, man, we go way back when I was just <laughs> young in the education game, man, trying, trying to do something massive, man. He was the first one to really believe in the in the work that I was doing, man. So, man, it's just an honor to be here with y'all. Mm. And
3: we're going to have a
0: good conversation. So, listen, if y'all don't know um, about the conversations here, the Recess Podcast is real education conversations explaining students in school. And I promise it's going to be a real conversation. We're not holding back. So you might hear something that makes you feel uncomfortable, but that's good because Marlon King said life begins when you're uncomfortable. So we're going to step yeah. outside of our comfort zone.
2: Yeah.
0: Jump into a little adaptive leadership. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't ready for that. they
2: ain't ready for shit. Shout out, shout out to uh, shout out out the Jets.
0: What are the yeah. fashions? All right, listen. Let's jump right in. Let's we'll, we'll make it easy. Uh, I see the folks in the comment. Sister Cassandra, love seeing you there. I uh, appreciate it. Hey. Showing Cassandra. up some love. Hey,
2: Cassandra.
0: Right there. Uh, brother adrice we Drees. see you.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. And my boy Michael, who's always tuning in. Love oh, the show, man. I, I appreciate it. All right. So, fellas, and I don't care who goes first. So, look, we're all in this school reform space or whatever you want to call it. So when you hear the word school reform and you think about the current landscape of Indianapolis, what is what is what is school reform and ed- education in Indianapolis look like to each of you? Yeah, I think
3: it, I'll start us off. It looks like a lot of different things. I'll start by talking about the thing it should look like. Mm-hmm. It should yeah. look like yeah, go ahead, <laughs> it should look like us. Making sure our kids are educated and are competitive in this space. And when I think about where our kids are here in Indianapolis, and I'm talking about in mass. I'm not talking about specialty high schools. I'm not talking about any specialty schools. I'm talking about a school that a kid will go to. We're looking at a, a situation where our kids are not competitive in the grand landscape, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Lily, Lily is a company that that's right here in Indianapolis. I want to know how many Indianapolis schools they tag to get actual folks to come and be scientists. And, and chemists mm. for their company, right? They got mm. programs at Stanford. They got programs at all these universities across the nation to find talent. But if we're being honest, how much talent are they fi- finding within sure. Center Township? And it's not because our kids can't do it. Yes, and so when think about the reform movement, what the reform movement should be is getting our kids prepared to live a fulfilling life here in our
2: city. That's Sweet. what it should be.
3: Mm-hmm. It means like a lot that. of different things to a lot of different people.
2: Absolutely. Well, me, I'm going to jump on that. Shout out to all the Ball State grads. I'm wearing this for y'all. <laughs> uh, uh, real talk. How many is that? One chirp. One is chirp. That? But yeah. real to to, to Joel's point, man. I think what makes it make this podcast so neat because I'm with the brothers, man. So, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what the reform looks like for me when he, when, when when you say reform the L, you going to understand this. This reform move, movement was never built by us. Right. Mm, what a mercy. <laughs> bop, bop, bop. All the dreads out there, right? Yeah. So again, we we are thrown into a system to we are thrown into a, a system to adapt to a system that we was never invited to create in the first place.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And
2: so I'm from Kingston, Jamaica, right? And so we we got independence in Jamaica in 1971. Think about that. Mm-hmm. 1971, we said we don't want no more British rule. And they basically <laughs> said, Hey as today you have your independence mm-hmm. so every year i celebrate independence you make i laugh on the women we're only 40 years old but well, black folks living on the island for how many other years mm-hmm. right and the same thing goes with reform right we're building the system mm-hmm. and now saying black and brown people come adapt to the system mm-hmm. so there's never no true ownership to a system and so mm-hmm. now we enter a system that was created for us yeah. not by us, yeah. and now mm-hmm. you're telling us, to "Say, hey, survive, mm-hmm. educate mm-hmm. your kids." But if you invite me to the party at the onset, yeah, the system looked totally different right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it, Dinkus. What you think, brother?
1: Yeah, man. Well, I'm I, the brothers are hitting it on the head, bro. I, I when I hear the word innovation, it says to me, I'm I'm trying to do something different than what I what what has been happening. Mm. Uh, just doing it a different way. Uh, but we're getting some of the same outcomes, man. So <laughs> if, if, if we're taking something that wasn't effective originally, and, and not to say that we have a lot of pockets of success, man, but if, if, if it's still, like you just said, it's not owned by us, designed by us, created to meet our unique needs, the needs of our community... Uh, then I think innovation is just a cover word to do experimentation. You know what I'm saying? So we really, really, really got to get to the, the, the root cause of why our children are not having the success that uh, Dr. Jones was talking about earlier, man. How do you grow up in a community where you have access to billion-dollar companies and you still have gross poverty in schools and kids that don't have access to regular playing, teaching brother. quality teaching, all mm-hmm. those things, man. So we got we got work to do.
0: Yeah, right. we, de- we definitely do. So look, um, man, I, I, I had to I had to ask this question, man. Just and, and I really want to get it. We can tuck up, we can touch on it from a standpoint of being black educators and black men, but I really want us to hit on this one for so how we're doing this work as, as as you guys are doing this work as black fathers because you have children. Mm-hmm in the system, in Indianapolis schools. So when in this time of racial unjust and unrest in our country, man, how have you as black fathers, black educators, black leaders navigated this space, but still remain focused on, on the task that we all trying to do, man? How have y'all been able to do that with everything that's happening right now?
1: <laughs> the best we can. I, a, no, going first?
2: Going first?
1: I'll, I'll go, I'll go. go. ahead, Man, I'm I'm blessed, man. I got I have I have a uh, five-year-old and, and seven-year-old girls, man. So there's no football, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, they they are beautiful and brilliant.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: you know I've learned some things, man. So we put our babies in uh, a Spanish immersion school, right? And the beauty in that is they're being exposed to a different culture. They're gonna learn a new language. Uh, But I often leave, man, after dropping them off and coming back to the crib and jumping on with these principals and ADs, and I'm going, they are developing schools in my neighborhood that are unique to a Latinx community, which is beautiful, but I don't have an option to put my children in a school that talks about the Afrocentric philosophies and beliefs that I'm trying to pursue now as an adult, right? So mm. I'm I'm doing the ancestry. I'm doing African ancestry. I'm mm. trying to find out where my roots are because I know that that's missed. is not taught in school, not educated. I'm trying to find the balance of making sure that they get everything that they need and deserve, mm. but also position myself, man, to help uh, the babies who don't have two two parents uh, and the supports that my children have every day, man. And sometimes, mm. sometimes you it, it's um. I won't say it's conflict. I won't say, but you got to borrow time from somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And sometimes the home might lose five minutes. I just left a soccer game and I had to leave at halftime to come be with the brothers. Uh, And she was okay. She gave me a kiss. She said, go, daddy, do your thing.
3: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm
0: mean? saying? But but it is a co-sign. Nice, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh,
3: you got permission from the boss, Dink. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> uh anybody who knows how I raise my kids know I believe in educating kids twice. So I, mm. I I know I know that I send them into a racist environment the second I send them to school. Mm. Um I know that I send them into the belly of the beast the second I send them to school. And I know that because of the country I live in. Mm -hmm. So then I have to understand what I have to do at home. Right. I have to educate my kids at home about who they are. I have to I have to arm them, equip them. I have to make them warriors in this fight. So then they walk into the school and a teacher says things like your son is lazy. This has happened before. Mm -hmm. And a teacher says things like, I don't know if your daughter can cut it. They know I don't care what this teacher says because my father has already told me who I am. Because somebody has already expressed to me that I am an amazing person and that my culture is amazing. And I don't have to depend on you for my greatness. Right. I don't have to depend on you. I'm depending on you for this math. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm depending on you for this reading. But when it comes to understanding this Constitution, yeah, you understand what I'm saying? My my father will walk me through this. I'll do whatever task you ask me to do, but my father will walk me through this Constitution and this Bill of Rights.
2: That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so, man, so to that point, it's great going to last, right? Ooh, that's an <laughs> fire there, boy. But to that point, I never send my kids for you for them to teach, teach my kid, like Joan said, teach my kid math. Teach that joke of English, social studies. Mm-hmm. Nah, not social studies. Teach that joke <laughs> of English, math, right, <laughs> a little science. And so what I, what me and my wife do here, we pour into our kids at home yes. on the daily basis, right? And so Black folks got to stop depending so much on education to do it all for our children. Because we got dads at home now. Don't make these folks fool like, you like know, dads at home. they dads at home, mm-hmm. right? Because so we got to pour into our babies. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? It's not a day that passed I pick up Bryce. Well, he he drives now. Jesus, he drives. Oh my god. No, no. Oh my god. I remember
3: he was just entering uh middle school brother. middle school. Oh my God,
2: <laughs> But it's not a day that doesn't pass, gentlemen, in which I don't have a conversation with my children about like Jones mentioned, who they are. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. make the world affirm you. I'm gonna affirm you. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna uplift you. I'm gonna build you up. So when the world when the world attack you, it's gonna attack you. You mm-hmm. that good? You're gonna sit back. Mm. My dad always my dad already told me who I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, we we as parents have to affirm our young people yes. every day as they walk through these doors. Mm-hmm. Um, on a biblical side, I tell them, uh, my wife when they found me in the kid's bedroom, I put my hands on them, I was praying over them. And she mm-hmm. was like, How long have you been doing that for?
3: The
2: has <laughs> <laughs> been one, right? Since they've been here. Right, so we have to affirm our young people. Pray over mm-hmm. our young people, so the world can't tear them down. Because Jones, you know this. We all know, his brother. They're gonna come. The attack's mm-hmm. gonna come. Yeah. So right, the attack's going. How good you are? Sh- shoot, right. You can have three PhDs. Come on. Mm-hmm. You can hey, have three me. PhDs. Twenty years of experience. Yeah.
3: Right. All it takes is one police officer to put you down in front of your house.
1: Talk
0: That's about it. it. That's
2: so it. We, so we got we to gotta point to our babies, man. man. So when the attacks come, they know how to handle it with grace. Yeah. And Drinks
0: asked a good question. I'm going to pop that up there because it, we, we talked about what we're doing for our kids, right? What what we, you know, my daughter's one and what I'm trying to do with, with her, you know, mm-hmm. Elle, what you doing with with your boy your girl, Jones with your boy and your girl, girl Dickens with your two girls. The question is now as leaders, because we've all been in that seat. And I'm yeah. talking about that seat of leading the school. I'm currently the seat, Dinkins, L, Jones, y'all done it, holly, y'all done it. Yeah. How do we do everything we just said for our children, for our kids at our school, as the jury said, right, who don't have that guidance and don't have that support at home? They're not getting this affirmation. They're not getting this love, especially these black kids, because we're talking about the education of black kids in Indy.
2: Yeah.
0: How do we, as educators, make sure that we pouring in that affirmation that y'all yeah. talked about, from a from black leaders to these kids, so
1: let me jump on that, man. So, I, I've been fortunate, man, in my experience to have served, um, for Dr. Jackie Greenwood, right? So, uh, core staple in the community principal, Arlington High School for 20 plus years. Knew my cousins, uncles that went to the school. <laughs> I learned and, and mothered me, right? So, mothered me when. When my mom had to work three jobs and I was playing football and I came off the field and she kissed me and said, I love you son, good game. So when we transcend past education and we create a family environment in our school, Mm -hmm. but we have control though, right? We have control to hire the people that create a family community in our school. Cause I know each one of y'all got uh, boys that call y'all dad, daddy Jones, Daddy Llewellyn, you know what I'm saying? That that you have been that model for them, you have stood in the gap. The bigger challenge is hiring people, man, who um, can get out of their bias, can come alongside and, and be a mother and a father to a kid that don't look like them, don't talk like them, don't have the same cultural, uh, 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 y'all know what I'm saying.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So we, so, we really have to be intentional, man, about creating a family. That's what like what talking about, and and last black I like said about educating um, our parents how they can do the things that they weren't taught how to do. I'm going to be honest, man. My mom raised boys, right? When my girls came into the world, I said, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I had parents, right? Real talk. <laughs> First time, man, I had to take my girl by myself. My wife left me, right? I had to drive. My baby said, I got to use the bathroom right now, daddy. I said, no, we got 20 minutes. I had to take her into a Panera Bread and didn't know to take her in the boys' bathroom or the girls'. This woman came out of the woman's bathroom and said, "You need help, don't you?" I said, "Yes, I do. Please help me." <laughs> <laughs> took my daughter, man, to the restroom. I thank God every day for that woman because nobody says, "Hey, as a father mm-hmm. of girls, you need to make sure you have diapers with you. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure all these things. We're not. We don't. If it's not passed down, it's lost. You know what I'm saying? So we have to help fill those gaps too."
2: Man, yeah. yeah. yeah so I, yeah. So I think, man. Also, I know what Drees. Man, that's my view of leadership has always been the same love and attention I give my own kids. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give the same love and attention to the building I'm serving. Mm -hmm. And I can stand here today on this podcast and say, there's nobody in this city going to say, L didn't do that. You see what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And so when you walk into that, we have to understand as leaders that responsibility that Mm -hmm. comes with being a school leader. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's some head, that's some big shoes, y'all. And and so, you know, Dave David Jones, we've been in adaptive leadership, right? Reflecting <laughs> and looking at things, right? Mm-hmm. But this role so we can't take that leadership position for granted. Mm-hmm. And so I've always before I went to Tindley, the School principal, I so to always tell myself, and I had turned down jobs prior to timley I have always told myself this. I can never work for a space that my kids can't come to. That's good. Mm. Never. I, I, and I found an old journal, and I wrote it down. And so the, the moment I came to Tinley, I had to show the family. And, Jones, I talked to you about this. The first mm-hmm. thing I did was this. I looked at my kids, said, kids, I'm going to Tinley. They looked at me like, we ain't wearing them damn shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that was bright. Bright said, Dad, I'm not going there. I don't need that type of display." No. <laughs> Mr. Jones, I, I ain't going there. No. I ain't <laughs> going there. But my daughter Emerson, she was mm-hmm. like, let's roll. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we have, so I knew I, I knew my child was going to a space that I worked for. And also everyone saw me interact with her the same way I interact with my daughter or the same way I interact with the kids. Mm-hmm. And the parents saw that. So as leaders, we have to understand that we have to go in there with a passion, a love, the same passion love we have for our own family. Mm -hmm. And so to Drees Drees question is, you gotta find that leader that believes that, Mm -hmm. right, and understands that this work that we're that we getting ready to go on is not about you, it's about so many more people than just you as a principal.
3: Yes. Yeah. And with that being said, I'll add that we we have to understand that as men in our community. Yeah. All these kids as our kids, yes, sir. right? Whether whether we're their principal, Damn. it doesn't matter. That's it. That's it. All of them, all of them are ours, and so Damn. then we have to understand that it is our responsibility, our then, responsibility. to build systems mm-hmm. and organizations that support our children in the way in which we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I highlight one particular organization that's the Bloom Project, mm-hmm. uh, and Arnetta Scruggs just does yes, an sir. amazing job. With the young men that come, that come, Sorry, her. but here's mm-hmm. the deal. Sure. Mm-hmm. Then how do we then support the sister and what she's doing for our young? Mm-hmm. Men, right yeah. when she when she calls, are we yep. answering? Mm-hmm. When she asks, mm-hmm. are we gifting? Then we have to understand how we support these organizations. We have to understand then how is the work we're doing supporting our communities? That's so one of the things yeah. I, I did recently was uh, through my LLC create um, a presentation on how I learn is different than I read and how parents should really be preparing their children for I learn and not I read. I read is K through one material. and so mm-hmm. then we have to understand that how do I equip, David was in this presentation, yep. how do I equip the parents and the community members on the Far East side with this yep. information and get them systems to support the children within those neighborhoods? And then how can I continue to be supportive? Do I do I need to gift books to that area? Do I need to mm-hmm. hold a reading workshop in that area? They already have some of those things. But the system is how do we build systems so this thing, because if we look at any uh, we'll just call them foreign agents to this country. and We'll call ourselves mm-hmm. as black Americans, yeah. foreign agents to this country. When they come here, they have systems and infrastructure built in for them to be successful. The Jewish community still has you go to Hebrew school when you become of age to learn how to be a Hebrew man. When you look at the Asian community, you're going to or, or, or even the Persian community. I had a Persian student when I was in L.A. They go to Farsi school. Cause you have to understand what it means to be you. Where do our black kids go to understand what it means to be them?
2: Hey Jones, you better Damn. stop that. You better oh, shut You, better, oh, you, you better get. You get uh, David podcast shut down. And listen, hey, that's a no, real deal. That's it real is, deal. And, 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 that's, and that's why. That's why
0: deal. This, and that's why this conversation is important. Listen, so if you tune in, it's that's the this. Recess Podcast. I got uh, three dynamic black brothers. We having a conversation about the education of black kids in Indianapolis. Um, I, I, folks in the comments, man, showing love. I appreciate it. I got these scripted questions. We got time for those. I got some questions in the chat. My boy, uh, Dr. Vashon Smith, man, is a principal at Grandview Middle School, man. He's my uh, my other partner on the AOS podcast. He's not from Indianapolis, so he asked a good question. How can you build up the parents and community to assist with the work of pouring in and affirming students in Indy, right? Like so. So we know how important it is. We talked about the parents, but there's probably one thing that I've learned and watch from each of you, is how you get the community involved. And Jones, you touched on it. So when you have a, a program like the Bloom Projects that's doing work for black boys, and she gives you a call and says, can I get a space or do you have some boys or can you come talk to my boys? Answer the call. You, you got to show up. We got to show up and we got to show out, right? And those are the things that, that we have to do. Because the one thing that I've learned from each of you is there's this obligation that we have, right? And I, I like think each of you are no longer in that school principal seat, right? You did your work. You opened the door for folks like me. I'm now in that seat. There's this obligation that I got to keep the seat available. I got to keep the door open for whoever comes after me or whoever's next, right? Like we have that obligation and we have to stay in these roles for everything that you guys say, because nobody's going to do this for our kids Mm -hmm. if we don't, because the narrative is these boys ain't got no male role models cause the black men ain't, ain't in the homes. And l, like you said the best, they are. they are. Black men are in the homes, right? <laughs> black men are on their kids' life. But if they're not, we're in these schools. and we're mm-hmm. and, and we're not just giving them science and, and math and social studies. We're giving them life and mm-hmm. love and things that's gonna carry them a lot further than 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 you know this algebraic expression that they can master, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going you how 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 to be a young black man, how to operate in a society. How, no. to navigate, no. how to navigate, how to break cycles, right? That's gonna get you further. That's gonna that's gonna stick with you. You might remember that formula, you might remember that associated lesson, but you gonna remember that one-off conversation I, I had with you in the hallway when you was in that classroom tripping and disrespecting mm-hmm. your ancestors and everybody that's fought hard for you get here, right? That's the conversation you gonna remember. And, and that's, what this, that's what this conversation is about, man. And we got, we got folks jumping in, but I need folks to really get to know who you are. And so I crafted some questions And I'm going to give y'all what's called the solo screen. So let me, uh, Jones, you up
2: first (laughs) with the solo screen. Hold on. on Before you jump into that, hold on. Before you solo, solo Uh, what 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 you got? say? Jones said something about the Bloom Project, how we support, right? Um, black folks, we got to make a shift from just supporting to now support financially, right? Mm -hmm. There's an economical gap, and we know the gap, right? We got to start supporting these great. Amazing black women and black men who are out here doing this work—we yep. got to support them financially. Yep, right. If you can go buy a hundred pair, hundred dollars worth of Jordans, you need to go support something like the Bloom Project, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So Man. it's a, it's a financial, economical gap that we not we don't have access to that much capital. Mm-hmm. If I gave Bloom a, if I had a million dollars right now and she get and gave her a million dollars, guess what? She can replicate this thing across our city. Mm -hmm. but but we got to go back the peanuts and not
3: just the financial capital, get her the social capital to keep that money coming in. Mm
2: -hmm. And so we got to take a shift of just supporting, right? To not putting putting our money where our mouth is. And that's how we continue to make change, like real change in our community.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So Jones, look, man, I I gave, I'm giving you the solo screen, man. Take, take a couple minutes, man. So you work, you mentioned you worked at the mind trust. You gave the folks the title, right? But, but give the folks the, the, the truth, man, about why this is the time for not just the mantras, but for why you are stepping into this world, man, leading this work that you're doing, man, to, to kind of, I say ruffle some feathers, man, ruffle some feathers, force people to have uncomfortable conversations to make sure that we're pushing the conversation and changing the narrative. So talk with the folks about what you're doing, man, why this is the right time for that work. Yeah. So, I mean, it's always been the right time for that
3: work. And I think mm. when when people look at this, they talk about the time and they talk about what's going on now. And I tell people this all the time. This is a continuum. This is a continuum from 1619. This is a continuum yeah. before when Bartholomew de la Casa said in the Caribbean, we need to enslave these Africans over these native peoples. When he, when they first went on the shore and said, let's enslave the native people. This is a, a continuum from that time. It's always been the right time. This is just another spike in history. We have to understand that. And I continue to tell people in the Civil War, 600,000 people lost their lives in the fight to keep slavery active in the southern states. 600,000 mm-hmm. people ain't lost their lives in these last couple months we've been doing this. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So then we have to understand that this has always been an issue and has always needed to be addressed. And it has been addressed in micro ways and in major ways throughout the history of this country. And we are at another spike where it's time to address it. And, yes, and, and, and at the Mind Trust, what we've decided to do if we decided to become an anti-racist institution. And so people will say, well, a lot of people say that. And a lot of people wanna do that work, but what we're challenging, not only the people who work with us, but ourselves, personal selves and organizational selves is to say, how do we interrogate what we're doing? Let's look at the last grant we gave and let's make sure that it was the right decision. How many black leaders did we pass up because we wanted to go with Mm. this person? And Mm. let's be real with ourselves about that because that has to be a real conversation and it it isn't always harmonious. It isn't always a a welcome (laughs) conversation, but we have to have it because if we don't have it, we don't become a better organization for it. Mm -hmm. We would be a better country right now had we included the black black population in what we're doing. And we haven't done that. So we've missed out on all those brilliant minds walking up and down 38th Street. We missed out on all those brilliant minds walking up and down the south side in Hallville. We've missed out on all those brilliant minds on the Far East side. And it's time for that to stop. And organizations like the Mind Trust have to play a role in that.
1: Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. another
3: thing we're doing is we're launching two equity cohorts that are coming up very soon, one for -for not-for-profits and another one for schools. And with that work, what we hope to have happen at the end of that is look at, at the end of that sequence, you're going to walk away with a three-year strategic plan. And that three-year strategic plan, we're going to help you. If you need help, we're going to help you enact that three-year strategic plan, get you some partners to hold you accountable. Because if we don't see this work through, and it has to be intentional and strategic, it Mm. has to be intentional and strategic. We will say it again. It has to be intentional and Mm -hmm. strategic. Because if it is not, and we do it by happenstance, it won't stick. Because if you don't think this racist work was intentional and strategic, you lost your mind.
0: Yeah. Mm. Man. Listen, man, boy. Not that's, me next, bro. You <laughs> better gotta follow that, bro. No, not me, what not that. That's a, man, that's a lot there. But, but, Jones, I mean, you talked about it when you talked about it day to back. Think about it, man. When you think about no, black people, right? No, 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 like, no, I no. mean, no. It, it, we, real, we real came problem. from, and we, yeah, we went to the plantation. The plantation to the trees, the trees mm-hmm. to the projects. But see, here's the piece that people forget. We're at this place, man, to the promised land. We're blacks now, you got a lot of blacks now that's like, all right, folks, th- it's our time now. But David, what, time.
3: What they forget was before the plantation yeah. and before those slave ships, we had our own situations. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We the had pyramid. civilizations. Yeah,
0: we had the pyramids. We don't even got to
3: talk about Egypt. We can Egypt. talk about the whole continent. People that's that's focus that's on right. Egypt. It's mm-hmm. the whole continent, Ethiopia. Yeah. We Nigeria, can talk about the, West yeah. Africa and Nigeria. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. You know, so, really so country, I was telling you, know? you
3: this earlier. Nigerians are the high one of the highest achieving ethnic groups or yes. national groups, I'm sorry, mm. in the United yes. States. Yes. Yes, sir. They want to make you think black
0: people can't do yes. the work. Yeah. Yeah. No because what they say is it, it, it they, 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 they 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 bring up the Asians, right? And Jones, when you told me that, it's like, why do our black kids know that, man? Come on now. Why don't our black families, our black parents, our black teachers, our black educators, our black leaders, man? That's that's a stat that we should say. That's a stat that we should be talking about. I got yeah, it at the bottom here, man. We like, went
3: to Ireland it. last yeah. year. We went mm-hmm. to Ireland last year. The smartest students in every school we went to were the black African students. The students with the, that, that were given the trouble, that were cursing out teachers, getting ready to fight, were the white boys. Mm. Those were, the white boys were the students everybody hated to have in their class. Man, get him out of here. This is crazy. The students taking notes, answering all the questions, black Africans. I kid you not.
2: But you gotta understand they, this. You understand, they, understand this. Healing drugs, drugs
3: in the courtyard.
2: Yeah. But White you gotta understand this too, right? So, so there's money. So I think I post some. Look, man, let's be real about this. There's money to, to be made. In, oh, oh, in, air, 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 air. I'm going
0: there. I'm going there. Okay, I'm, come I'm on. Get, I got come it on, on the list. Come so on, man, I'm trying to tell you. No, I got you. I'm let me loose. I'm, let I'm me loose, do. David. So, so here's what we're gonna do, man. because I, I Ooh, see you going up let too. Let me loose. Cause listen, it's, loose. You, it's it's your turn for the solo screen. So your part is too close, man. Listen. So Al, this is what this is what I need from you, man. Because I need a,
2: let me pray real fast. boy, so, My so, wife at work watching this, like he better not go
0: there. So I'm this is what I need there, you to do, Al. First, man, I, I want you to talk about the work that you're doing in Mary, because here's yeah. why. Man, you you are you are in a you are leading a program, man, that's gonna provide children. Mm-hmm. Particularly black children, with the education leaders and principles that they need to have these conversations, and get this uplifted. So, for I want you to talk about that work, man, and why that work's important that you're doing at Marion to build up these next generation educational leaders. And then I want you to touch on that piece that you that you share this podcast with and what you said, man. So touch on the work at Marion, man, and, and, and then just let let it let rip.
2: Yeah. So first and foremost, man. Just, mm- I love Marion. Uh, even though I'm a ball state grad, Marion gave me an opportunity ten years ago to explore this thing called leadership and servant mm-hmm. leadership and adaptive leadership, right? To understand what what is the um what's how do what is L North Star? Wait, what can he gonna do what he can't what he not gonna do? Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm truly blessed to be back at the university. So serving now is let I me mean, I'm trying to be nice tonight. Hold on. Too many times when we recruit people, right, the people that were doing all the recruitment, right, do not look like you, you and I. You see what I'm saying? Um, and so, when if if I don't have somebody in that space recruiting for the need that I have in my school, it's going to continue to look whitewashed, right? So, at Marion, they have kind of afforded me the opportunity to go out in the communities. You know what, man? There's some great leaders out there. They'll go find these great leaders connect them to the university, let's build them up, and let's, once we build them up, let's place them into this space, into the mm-hmm. ecosystem, to do this work. And once again, once we place them, L, we're not going to forget about them. Right? That's another key to the work. Yes, it once is. we place you, we ain't going to forget about you. David, right? Anything you mm-hmm. need from us, we're there for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's something I appreciate so much by Marion. Even when I took my first principal role mm-hmm. uh, at Tindley, I spent more time At Marion University, getting getting lifted up, getting poured into, that made me a great leader at Lee. and I I just I'm so so honored to be back to find the right people, right people, the right black males, right black females, right. They're they're just waiting for someone to affirm them to to support them to come alongside to pour into them to say no, you can do this work because guess what, our babies need you in this space, Mm. right? We need you in this space, Mm. right? So. That's work I'm doing at Marion, and and I can't thank Dr. Brit enough, uh, Dr. Latanya Turner, who's now our new dean, uh, Dr. Kurt Nelson. I work with amazing people that believe that, and that's a mission. He's talking about Marion University in uh, over 100 years. Their whole thing was about education, right? When those nuns came here and found that school on the west side, their whole thing was they're gonna they want to be radical, right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna be radical about this work. We're gonna be we're gonna say, you know what? You don't have black kids, black uh, teachers, we're going to find black teachers. You don't got black leaders, we're going to find black leaders. So mm-hmm. uh, to work in this space and work around some amazing uh people has really kind of rejuvenized me for this work, man. Because guess what? When I go to schools, now I recruit people. and I talk to leaders, there's, I can have, I have a story to share. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I got mm-hmm. a story to share with them. Say, so how, how you do this? And now I can pour back to the next generation, and go out there and do this work, man. So that's mm-hmm. what we're doing at Marion. Uh, doing some great partnerships, um, and just doing it right. Just doing it right. Just doing it right. Love so it. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed.
0: Yeah, man. But before, before I go to good brother Dinkins, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a cue you up, man. So me, let me up. Let
2: me this take is a what sip you of said. This first, hold on. Go ahead. On. Take a sip. Take a sip. Shout out- Moscato. Hey man,
0: fact,
2: man. Y'all.
0: Listen, Moscato. The Recess Podcast, man, I'm on episode 16, man. Get get your boy an endorsement, man. I'll let your boy,
2: man.
3: I'll I'll let your boy on the
0: endorsement. Anyway, Hell, man, listen. You said something. You you said something, and I saw it. And I'm going to make sure everybody else see it, because I need you to explain it, man. You said there's billions of dollars attached to perpetuating the narrative that black and brown kids are the key Mm. factions. And so we might have to define factions, but folks that don't know. Shout Mm -hmm. out to Marion, organizational Uh leadership uh doctoral program cohort one throw that out there uh All All that, that are impacting day. that are impacting the achievement gap so L man bring man tell about what, what you mean by that man what's what's that about?
2: Man it's just uh if you live at Mary long enough you can diagnose problems right and so <laughs> and so just sitting there reflecting about when I started education uh and leadership it was holding there okay it's a black and brown issue. Right. I'm mm-hmm. like mean, okay. Mm-hmm. And 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 I can tell you right now, I drunk the Kool Aid, right? Oh, it's, it's a black and brown problem, right? All the black and brown kids driving down the achievement gap. So, so what we gotta do? Let's innovate, right? What we gotta do? Let's reform it, right? Like I shared earlier, we was never at the table when you started having these conversations about reforming our schools, and our neighborhoods, and our districts, right? So there's billion, like I said, man, there's billions of dollars attached to that narrative. And we have to understand to find out what the true narrative is. I think I shared in the last um, speaking engagement I had I th- in, in Indiana. I think it's about what two million students, I believe, in Indiana, and my and of those students, about two hundred thousand are Black students, another like one hundred fifty thousand are um, Hispanic students. Right? The day is on the dashboard, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I said, "Wait a minute here." Of all of a million students, if three hundred and fifty thousand, right, give or take, are black and Hispanic students, what happened to the white kids? Mm-hmm. Right? Think about this, y'all. We never hear us going to Carmel to innovate and reform mm-hmm. Carmel. Talk about it. We never hear us going to Crawfordville
3: uh, Carmel to won't innovate, even take a meeting with the Russian right, Justice Committee.
2: To innovate Crawfordville. <laughs> We never we're not going to Speedway. We're not going to some of these rural communities across the city, right? But how do you decide to go innovate and reform four, six, What 46218? 46226. 226, right? Mm-hmm. So when I made that comment, John, uh, uh, Dave, it's real. There's mm-hmm. billions of dollars attached to perpetuate in the same narrative that black and brown kids are the reason why we have to innovate and uh, reform our schools. Mm. If you look at the data, that's wrong. But mm. my favorite quote is this. I know I'm a Bob Marley head raised up in Jamaica, right? So 1971, Bob Marley made this song called Crazy Ball Heads, right? I, <laughs> I encourage you to hear it. Listen, Google Google that song, listen to Crazy Ball Heads. In the song, Bob Marley, Bob Marley said this, we build your penitentiaries. Talking about black mm. folks, right? We mm. build your schools. Watch this. You brainwash education to make us the fool. Mm. Wow! Wow! Yeah, 1971. Be... Wow! And we are in 2020, and I'm still gotta fight my with <laughs> teachers. I have my a, a friend of mine called me today and said. I guess it's cell acting crazy on, on on Skype, right? And the teacher said that uh he's uh he, he wants to be the boss, right? He wants to be the boss of everybody. And for this person I was talking to, he's a CEO of a corporation. And he said, L, I'll point to my son for him to have that mindset, you're gonna run some shit someday. Mm-hmm. 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 But guess what? You going from this white teacher into the school. She so gonna look at him and say, "What? Oh, uh, he's too bossy." Mm-hmm. You know, looking at Johnny over there, taking no shit, mm-hmm. and Johnny been right? shit, right? <laughs> but to our <laughs> black boys, you gonna say this: He's too bossy. He's too active. He can't stay in seat. He don't want five directions. The guy I'm talking to, is the CEO, he's pouring mm-hmm. CEO <laughs> behavior into the baby. Mm-hmm. So, jump so to that question. Uh, there is a lot of money attached to this. Yeah. We got to stop. We got to understand the research behind <clears> it <throat> and understand this. <throat> mm-hmm. And go find the facts yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't drink that Kool Aid. Man. Because say I it refuse again. To say that, I refuse for anyone to say that my black son, who has a 3.9 GPA, no mm, Bryce. Right? Because I pour into that. Or his friend that might have a 270. He, they're not an issue for the achievement gap. The issue for the achievement gap is a system, a system that was never created for us in the first place.
0: Man, listen. Hey, look. So, so, Dick is man. It's your turn. And I said this in the beginning, man. And I I just got to make sure I I, I stamp this, man. Back, man. It was probably two thousand. Shoot, I don't know. Two thousand twelve,
2: maybe. Dick's a
0: legend right here, baby. Listen, listen. You, you. you didn't, you didn't give you yourself. some credit, you, man? So what you I'm about take your girl.
3: boy Drew, Blee, Drew Brees, man? What you texting? Hey, man, go Listen, holler
0: at Drew, man. It was I, I, I'm about to, I'm about to give folks some game, man. Look, 2012, man. I, I was, I was young, man. I, I wanted to do something because I felt like that we needed more black teachers, black male mm-hmm. teachers, man. And mm-hmm. I got, I got connected with, with a guy, man, and and he's still doing the work, man. And and, and the first person, man. That believed in it. I was 24 years old, man. Thought I was about to just change the whole education game, man. It was Dinkins, man. He 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 believed in me then. And, and, and see, that's powerful because outside of my dad and outside yeah. of the college, I didn't have too many black males in education that, that truly believed in me like that. Right? Mm-hmm. My dad, he my blood runs through his, right? He's my daddy. Yeah. He he gotta believe in me. Yeah. I went to Central State, man. I was I was a student there, they had to believe me. Dickens didn't have to believe in me then. He didn't have to. There was nothing tied into it for him, man. And he did, man. And I, brother man, I, I definitely, man, I, I forever appreciate that from you, brother man. And and folks better know you, man, because you around this country, man, and you speaking. And so I want you, man, the work that you're doing, because you you you've been a school leader, man. You you supported schools, you worked in schools, you, you've traveled the country, you you talked, man. Tell the folks, man. We, we, we kind of know where it came from. You talked about it, the principle you had, man, but but this work, man, that you doing, man, wh- wh- the way you in into other teachers and leaders and talking to parents, because I know you're doing that work for parents, man. Just tell the folks, man, how you doing this work, man, to make sure black children get the education they desire and deserve.
1: Well, first, bro, you give me too much credit, man. Too much, way too much credit, man. But I, 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 I thank you. I give God glory and honor for the opportunity, man. And you know, I, I I often man shed tears because the struggle was hard, right? So I'm a I'm a transition to teaching guy too, bro. I, I thought pro ball was it. When I came back and went into depression, man, and I went and started substitute teaching, and somebody said you an educator, and directed me. I said, you know what? That's it. I have made it my 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 goal, man, to bring as many as I possibly can with me, man. You. Uh, Blake Nathan, Jeremy Coleman, who was a, a teacher for me, now is a principal of a school. Jason Smith was a t- my first-year first teacher, now principal. And both principals in Warren, Fred Yankee, got him in Arlington. Now he's a president, vice president, you know what I'm saying? With, what we have to do, man, is create for with ourselves what we know is necessary in our community. And if black men leading... Is a uh, a need for us. We gotta go do the work, go get them, develop them. Because I'm gonna be honest, when when you take on the seat of leadership and nobody is developing you, Lord have mercy, man, you make mistakes that just that that are they stick with you, man, and they stick with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. My first principalship, I took a school in my old neighborhood, 42nd in Minnepfer, 900 kids. For a national network, they gave me a $7 million budget and said, Budget. And I said, What you mean, budget? You mean you want me to create a budget? I didn't get this in my master's uh, program. You might <laughs> tell me about business paying bills. Did might tell me, you know, so essentially, man, it, and one of the big issues that I see in schools, and I've been fortunate to travel the country is skill deficit, man. Skill deficit mm-hmm. in leaders, skill deficit in teachers, because you can only give what you got, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens to educators oftentimes is we go get educated how to educate, then we stop pursuing education. And so we're not trying to be the best teacher or the best principal. And so that's why I stay around y'all, man, future doctors, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's a journey. And and if you're not being mentored along the way, children suffer. Mm. I go into I tell you another another aha for me. So I've served as principal two charter schools, a traditional high school, and a uh, private school, and they all different. They all different. They all serve kids differently. The their programs are different, but the children that come to us. Are the same. They come out of the same community, same neighborhood. Exact same. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. The the and y'all talk about money, man. So, I'm 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 gonna share. One group I work with created a financial arm. They were they built the old they bought these old buildings, five million dollars that kids funded, put that money in this financial arm to buy the buildings, hold uh, yeah. board members hostage. And, and if you said anything about, we're gonna teach about equity bias, then you got slapped in your hand. No, you won't, you won't talk about that. You won't teach African-American history throughout the curriculum. So, so you know, we still got work to do, man. I'm I'm so excited about the leaders of color in our community and I know Dr. Jones is, is is positioned to develop them and strengthen them. And I have intimate conversations with them and they'll tell you, nobody has taught me how to do this. But for our children, they don't have that, we don't have the lex- the luxury of time mm-hmm. to make a whole bunch of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like when they come into us, we gotta be ready for the program, oh, develop gosh. them, expose them, and then leave them. And I'm gonna tell you, lastly, man, I I stepped away from the principalship three years ago and started a business. I started a a consulting company. I've been able to travel nationally. And nobody talks about entrepreneurship. Mm. I just had a conversation with Joe. He kind of blew my mind. He said, folk who who generate business, generate equity, put, put that money into things in their community that they believe in. And I said, well, nobody teaches us how to do that. Nobody teaches us what happens after education. Nobody teaches us that we should be teaching our babies entrepreneurship so that they can use the skill sets that they have to go be business owners when they leave. Mm-hmm. It's like a perpetual mm-hmm. uh, slavery. You know what I'm saying? It's I, 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 I'm gonna give you this school experience and I'm gonna teach you these set of skills, but if you got any other skills, you just gotta figure that out on your own. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, you ain't gonna learn about your history here, you ain't gonna learn about uh how to start a business here, you ain't gonna learn how to uh develop a um a food preserve on the northeast side where there's a food desert, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We're gonna teach you how to do those things, uh, because we need these scores so we can keep our schools. Uh, under our roof so we can mm-hmm. mm-hmm. people who sit up here and don't really do anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, is, it is so many layers to it. There's so many layers to it. You can walk through schools now and and I'll just shout innovation and I'm not even talking about any, because charter school has been around a, a, a while now. Charter school ain't nothing new. Innovation ain't nothing new. Really, it just got a different name. You can walk through the schools and majority of the teacher just got there. <laughs> they literally, they're learning how to teach on our children. Oh,
2: Jesus.
1: They're learning Experiment. How, they're trying to, they learn how to teach on our children. And our children are like, we know you don't know what you're doing. And the seasoned teachers won't come. Mm. They won't come. The stability in, in charter schools and, and, and the things that They've learned over time and grown in their practice. they're not bringing that experience to to charter school so we we got a lot of work to do man i um uh, I celebrate each of you all when Dr. Turner gave me the opportunity to teach at Marion and teach in the principal's program yep. i said man how how fewer mistakes would I have made yep. if I had got this experience yep. mm-hmm. earlier. so yes sir. We gotta, we gotta nurture our own man. We have to create a community that nurtures mm-hmm. itself, that strengthens it, itself, that educates itself, and says, "I'm not afraid to share all the mistakes that I made." Uh, here, let me teach you what I did wrong, so you don't make mm-hmm. the same mistake and be afraid to be vulnerable.
2: Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's uh, it, baby. Look, so That's we it. we got we got about ten more minutes, though. But, but Jones got to go. So, so Jones, man, you know you know I'm gonna get to that that tweet. Um, man, go for it. But but before I do, man, I, I got to get post this real. I'm gonna give him a one a one minute story, man. I, I gave y'all my story about Dinkins, and I got one for each of them. It was 2016, 17, 17, maybe something like that, man. I was 28 years old. Mm. I just I just taught my ass off at Pike. I, 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 I figured out how to teach, and at the same time, man, I I the, the did work with educate me was starting to do a little thing we had took some kids on the hbcu college tour man we was getting a little buzz man and Shaday Watson, shout out to her took me to meet kelly marshall and i was telling miss marshall about we doing this hbcu college tour and unbeknownst to me at the time a tinley middle school was looking for a princess uh jones who had who had led tinley prep man had did amazing thing was was moving into the network to try to, 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 to take what he did at PrEP and take what Kelly did at Collegiate and do it across the network, man. And they gave me an opportunity. And I can say this, and, I, and I've talked about it on my show before, man, I failed miserably.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, but, but the reason why I'm sharing this is because where most of the time, some white organizations would have had a young black principal who would have failed They would have pushed you to the side and that would have been it. Mm. But Patrick Jones said, Let's, 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 I see something in him. Let's move him in another space. Let him see education and see leadership from a different perspective. And then we'll put him back in there. And and gentlemen, you have no idea, man, you and Kelly, what y'all did for me in that by moving me into that MTSS role and now position me four years later. Right. When I got a second chance that we often don't get, I got a second Mm -hmm. chance, man, because somebody didn't didn't push me, out, kick me out, man. They just they set me down and said, let me show you. Listen to me. Let me guide you the right way. And now I'm leading Tilly Summit, man. We're doing some amazing things. But that none of that would have ever happened had it not been for you. Mm. And for you saying, look, if he didn't get it right the first time, but there's something there, there's something in it. He got it. He, we just got to pull it out, and we got to put him in the right position. And that wasn't the right position, but this is, man. And and, and you know, man, I tell you this, I'm, for, I'm forever in debt to you because of that, man, because most people don't get that opportunity. And mm-hmm. and you gave that to me, brother. So, man, I I, I greatly appreciate that, man. And, and, and for always, man, you know you always got to advocate at me, man. And, and I told you, man, I told you, when you when you left Henley, I was going to get it back there. And I'm still working. I ain't giving up. I'm going to get it back to oh, the board days. Boy. I promise you that. So, Jones, I'll man, real luck. quick, because I know you, I knew you got it wrong, brother, at, at, at um, <laughs> brother man. But look, you said something, and I'm going to put you back on the solo screen. We can make this your final thoughts, and you get out of here, man. So, you said, I'm hearing a lot of chatter about how much emphasis should be placed on student achievement because the racist origins of testing. The test is racist because we are consumed with racism as a country, as noted by president's actions in the last debate. Jones, you said a lot there. You said a lot more in the thread, man. G- your final thoughts, man. Hit the folks on what you meant by that.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I clarified in the thread as well. But I think the thing we have to understand is when, when we say we don't care about testing for our kids and we just have to love them, then the question we have to ask ourselves is are we willing to love our kids into illiteracy? Mm. We have to understand where we are. Don't think that language started with these white folks.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Don't think that mathematics started with these white folks. Mathematics started with black folks and Latinx folks. You heard of the Ashango Bone. You heard of the Mayans and the Mayan calendar. You have to understand that education started with our people. So if we are going to say that our kids should not be tested and testing is too crazy and Mm -hmm. the test is racist and that's why our kids are low, then that removes the responsibility on us to teach our kids how to read. Yes, sir. That removes the responsibility on us to get our kids to be able to participate within our country. If we're going to change the laws, if we are going to start to take control of this charter school movement, of this public school movement, of whatever <laughs> school movement you want to talk about, mm-hmm. if we're going to take control of it, you have to learn how to read at high levels. Mm-hmm. You have to learn how to do math at high levels, to do the budgets, to do the taxes to pay the bills to develop the fluorescent light bulbs that's gonna go above our heads. We need scientists, we need doctors, we need educators. And you can only do that if you take a test to do it. My Mm -hmm. wife was a therapist. She used to take a test every three months to recertify herself for for whatever new they got going on in therapy. So don't, when I hear about the test is doing a disservice to our kids and how, here's what I can tell you. Walk into any school, charter school, no matter what, in this state, and the data says that if you pick up a book, sit it, give it to a kid and ask them to tell you what is happening in this book at an analytic level, less than 50% of them or maybe a little more than 50% will not be able to tell That's you real. what is going on analytically in that book. That's what the data tells us. Wow. And so the situation is this, if we're gonna say no assessment, then what you're saying is, we don't care about the literacy rates of our children. Yeah. We don't care about the numeracy rates of our children. Mm-hmm. We don't care if our children become NASA scientists. We don't care if our children become entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. We don't care if our children have the skills and tools mm-hmm. to become competitive in our nation. And I'm not here for it mm-hmm. at all.
2: Mm-hmm. That's it, Jones. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Jones, man, listen. That's you it. gave
0: the folks, man, some knowledge, man. I know you got to run. Brother, I appreciate it, man. Um, man, I appreciate it, man.
3: It's hey. my birthday Saturday. I'm ready to turn up, man. i see you, man. The, the big
0: four big
2: yes right. You Much love.
0: Man. Much love, brother. It's hey, right. uh, man. Dingus, Dingus, Al, man, we, we go, we're gonna stay on for final thoughts because we're at that point. So, final thoughts. Hey, I tell you, I got a story, man. Let me I want to tell folks this story, L. I'm gonna go to you first with final thoughts. <laughs> I told the story about Jones, and I told the story about Jones and what he did for me attending. So let me fast-forward you to what happened when I finally got my mess together? Uh, and I and I figured out this school leadership thing, man. And I was doing some stuff at Summit, man, and I was I was changing the narrative at Summit because Summit had got a bad rep, right? We was the ugly stepchildren of the network. And I was trying to change the narrative. But see, sometimes when you're in an organization and you're doing great work, sometimes you gotta have something to chase after. And if you know anything about Tinley, Tinley moves. As mm-hmm. the high school moves, if the high school is humming and the high school as a flagship is moving, the whole network moves. It had been some years since Mr. Robinson had left. The high school was transitioning; things were changing. And L came in, and what people don't understand, man, L don't get enough credit because L took the high school back no. to that A status. And I watched you. Elle. I watched the work that you did. See, I, I probably didn't say much about it, but I watched it because I, there was something I needed to chase. And I knew because now the high school was the flash. Shit. And I said, OK, we, we got out. We got our anchor. We got our leader. Our high school is leading. It. They're doing the work. L not only changed it from a standpoint of the academics and, and, and the teaching and learning, man. He added an element of Tenley that wasn't there. And it was the sports. Now Timley became marketable, not just for the academics, but now we had kids wanting to come there to play basketball, to play football, but not just any kids, right? Those kids that they said got those 3.8, 3.9, taking college credits, still maintaining that GPA, but then getting on the court and getting on the football field and doing the work. And I want you to know, man, I was watching. And I appreciate you setting that example, man, because I needed something to chase, man. So like I told you, man, I have one of you brothers here for that Want to give me an opportunity, man, to share personally, man, what you guys have done for me. And so I appreciate that. So, L man, final man. thoughts, man, as we close out the show, man. What you what you want to leave the folks with, man?
2: Uh, man, that's part man. It's funny, like Latin man, we have a hard time taking compliments, right? Because we go out into this space so much on edge, like we're not doing doing the work right. Mm-hmm. to hear that from you, brother, man, you know, made my year. So I want to say thank you for that, right? Really, really mean that. 'Cause I, I take an approach all the time with just doing the work. I don't want no credit, brother. I just put my head down, uh, keep grinding, you hear me? So uh Always. I wanna say thank you, man. So um mm. and you forgot to add STEM, right? No, that's my baby. Oh STEM yeah,
0: the robotics, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: The robotics, right? Because um we have to expose it's deeper in exposing our kids, man. Like when I when I travel across the state and look and go to school, I was at Penn High School two years two weeks ago. And Penn has a, a almost a 15,000 square foot um, robotic and STEM lab. Mm. 15,000 square feet dedicated to, to robotics and STEM. And and we have a school like Arlington with a damn planetarium. A planetarium <laughs> on the east side that no one damn uses.
3: Mm.
2: And you try and so say you try and create next Bill Gates and next Elon Musk. You ain't trying to get from our community. He closed all the schools that should be humping
1: Come at on. that level, still there.
2: You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, yeah, brother. So, um, my final thought is this, man. I just it, it's this word I've been um the cool thing about being a man. We pray every morning, right? This morning mm-hmm. we was talking about reconciliation and the power of, of reconciling, right? And so, this podcast for me has been has been very uplifting because I can I can look at a Jones, look at a Dave, look at a, a Brian Dickens, and say, look, brothers. If I did anything uh, out out of whack, if I did anything that, that doesn't meet up to my expectation, please accept my apologies. That was not my intention, right? Mm-hmm. It's reconciliation, right? Men have to understand, black men, we got to understand how to support each other, right? man, mm-hmm. right? Support what Brian's doing, support what Jones doing, support what David's doing, right? We got to support each other. Yes, sir. Right? Because once again, this system is designed for us not to do that. And the mm-hmm. moment we recognize that, the, when we recognize we can get four black men who have over 100 years of experience in education on a damn podcast, that's power. That's power. That's, see what I'm saying? that's, that's the type of power we need in our community to drive for real change. We got to stop being so fragmented. We got to stop being on our own. We got to come together and really show this city, you know what? Hey, here's a black man the city that want to do this work. Do you believe in us? Right? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. can you imagine and I'll be honest with you, can you imagine all four of us, say, uh going out for one of these fellowships or leading one of these school networks? Can you imagine that? But we don't see mm-hmm. that because it's a fear thing. Shit, you put Jones, Brian Dinkins, Ale, and Dave McGuire together? Yes, sir. Think about that, y'all. Mm-hmm. And everybody watching this too, right? Too many times we get this crab in the basket mentality. But we come together on this thing,
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mentioned it's, it's, bill, it's a billion dollar industry that's saying, look, black and brown kids are the reason why education sucks. So let's go reform their neighborhoods. But if mm-hmm. four brothers come together, so you know what? I'm going to take this zip code right here. I'm going to own this shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to make sure everything that comes in here stays in here. Every kid that comes in this in our space going to get the best education. They're going to get love. They're going get supported. That's when real change start happening, man.
0: Man, that, that's powerful, uh, uh, bro, brother. Dick is man. Final thoughts, man. I want to put this as you talk, man. I'm gonna put this up, man, because this comment, man, this is this is powerful. So, man, as you do your final thoughts, man, what's your final thoughts? For for, for for not just Destiny but but the, you know baby. students like Destiny man that you've had and, and other folks man and listen, listening. What are your Election. final thoughts for tonight, the man? Legend BD baby.
1: You know what, man? And I'm am I'm, I'm an emotional dude, so I'm gonna try not to shed <laughs> no tears on this. Um, I think first thing, man, we give we give honor to those that came before us. Mm-hmm. They gave us the opportunity, opened the door for us to do this work. I think we need to take it lightly. We or we don't. We can't take it lightly that we have the power to change generations, man. Mm. Generations of families, community. We we're not victims. We're not victims. We have the power to change what needs to be changed. We just got to come together, agree, and then count the costs. And I, I, I that scripture stays with me. Count the costs before you. Before we start to think about building, count the costs, because little babies like Destiny, who are brilliant, are going to change the world. God gave me the opportunity to have just a few years with her, and 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 I heard T D. J. say, "We're not, we're not builders. We're fertilizers. They, they are the seeds. You know what I'm saying? They are, they are positioned to to grow." and change the world and lead organizations and create create organizations. So we just have the responsibility, man, of continuing to fertilize. I'm gonna say this last is my final thought. Um, and anybody who has led with me or I've been in, have the fortunate honor to serve, uh, we automatically become family. There's another one, that baby, Glenn, I mean, We we become family. She's been my daughter since I started teaching, you know, 20 years ago. And so (laughs) when my life changes when God brought my daughters into the life, right? Even as an educator, I had no clue what it really meant to be a parent of a child. And so I just want to leave a final thought to parents. One early education, as early as you absolutely can, and I've heard mama say, I'm scared to put my baby in school at three. As early as you can get them into school to begin to build that foundation, build that foundation. Get your babies in school so they can begin to learn. Second, last thing I'll say, there's power in education, and I'm not talking about school. One, one quote that I always use is, don't let school get in the way of your education. School messed mm. a lot of stuff, man. Mm. School messed a lot of us up school school killed our desire to learn school killed our desire to learn i didn't i didn't i didn't learn to love until i got out of school then i started to actually invest in learning and so when parents have the power and they're knowledgeable to hold schools accountable to their children's education then schools can't make the decisions that oftentimes they make because you know what's supposed to happen. You know, my baby, you know, our teacher, we had a parent-teacher conference. Our teacher hit us with a bunch of stuff. Good person. And then we said, I'm 20 years educator. My wife's 15 years educator. The whole conversation changed. The whole conversation changed because he understood at that moment, I'm not, I can't make nothing up. I know that if I'm not assessing regularly, um, then then I can't really tell you where your child is. So that has to happen. So I think we have to make sure that we're continually educating and empower our parents so they can hold the education community accountable, man. So I mean there's a lot, there's a lot of work to do, but we just start tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. We start tomorrow, one day at a time. I I I celebrate you, David, man. You are one of my mentors, the person I look up to. I, I try not to miss a podcast. And for you to take the the, the, the responsibility of communicating this message to our community, man. I, I, I celebrate you. I'm proud of you, brother. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, Dr. Jones, Dr. Llewellyn, two of my mentors and friends, love you, man.
2: love y'all, brother. Man. I,
0: I, I love, love y'all, y'all too, man.
2: Listen, man, this this,
0: this has been episode 16. I, 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 said it, I said it a week ago, man. I said, you better not miss this episode because uh, it's going to be powerful. And so what I need for everybody to do, man, the, the beautiful people that tune in, first of all, I appreciate you for tuning in. I'm going a, I'm to a cut this up real quick. I'm going to share this link out, man. Share this link with somebody that needs to hear this Um, this conversation. You're going to see a lot of quotes from this conversation come out Uh, because it was some gems dropped. This is going to be one that I greatly listen to, man. But I appreciate y'all. My final thoughts you, are simple, bro. man. Listen, you, to, to, to those folks that are listening right now, live, to the folks that listen later, to the folks that share this with somebody, I want you to know your worth. Know your worth. And and you must find the courage to leave the table if respect is no longer being served. Mm. Know your worth as people, man. Everybody. Know your worth, man. And if they're not showing you the respect at the table, leave that table and and, and form your own table. All right? Again, man, episode 16, Recess Podcast. Hey, next week, I got two shows. I'm starting a three-part series over the school board races that's coming up, elections coming up November 3rd. Make sure you go out and vote. But next Tuesday, I got uh, three uh, gentlemen running for the IPS board seat. That's Tuesday, October 6th. Um, Kenneth Allen, uh, DeCuevas Winston, um, and Will Pritchard. We're going to be 730 on the Recess Podcast. Then on Thursday, I got Diane Arnold. Her and I going to go one-on-one about her candidacy for, for getting her keeping her seat um, on the IPS yeah. school board. So you want to tune into that. And then the following week, I'm going to be meeting with uh, two uh, black women that are running for school board seats in Pike and in Wayne Township, man. So we're not just talking about IPS school board races. We're talking about school board races in township schools. So, again, check out that Recess podcast. As I always say, man, I I got the tagline. Create the platform. Control the conversation.
1: Change the culture,
0: man. It's been the Recess podcast. I appreciate y'all. Deuces, everybody.
2: Love you, man. Love you, guys. Love you, guys.
0: Take care. God
2: bless. All right. Peace.